0: Welcome to today's A Drummer's Guide To podcast episode. Today I want to talk about tour buses. Um, So this is, I'd say, probably the way that I've toured most over the years. And it occurred to me that not a lot of people have been on a tour bus and uh, might want to know what it's like and, and what to find. And also, if you're about to go on a tour bus tour, what to expect. And also, how best to prepare yourself. Because... I remember the first time I sort of worked on a tour bus, I say that because I actually went on a tour bus when I was younger and thinking about it, my gosh, did I do some faux pas. Um, The first time I actually went on a tour bus was uh, when I was 14, I believe, and um, I went to go and see Weezer. And this was because a a family friend of mine happens to be a tour bus driver and um, he knew that I wanted to be a drummer and I was trying to get out to gigs and he was like, Why don't you just come down? Um, I can't remember the gig they were playing. I feel like it might have been Hammersmith. And um the gig was great, like really cool. And he said, Oh, do you want to come on the tour bus? And I was like, Yeah, amazing. So I got on there and it was like stepping into a dreamland. It was like the this is this was the dream that I wanted to come true. Um, and I remember just sort of walking into the front lounge and and just being like this this is just the ama- the most amazing thing. Went through to the bunks. I would this was the faux pas. Looking in people's bunks. Don't look in people's bunks. That's like their bedroom. That's really it's so rude. But I guess you just don't know. You know. Um, and then we sat in the back lounge and chatted with my family friend, and um, yeah, it was amazing, that was my first ever time on a tour bus, it was certainly was not my last. Um, oh, another fun thing that happened at that show, uh, so at the time, I was literally obsessed with the band Muse, and would imitate their drummer, um, not to the point of being left-handed, Dom is left-handed, um, but yeah I would just be obsessed with his drum parts playing along to their music and all this sort of stuff and um, I remember watching something on I think it was on MTV2 I don't even know if that channel exists anymore I don't think it does And they used to do this program where they would bring on artists and they would ask them to play maybe five, four or five songs that have really influenced them and that they really liked. And consequently they would play the videos. And I remember, um, there are a bunch of people like a bunch of different artists that they played and the the there were two that i remembered Uh, one was at the drive-in and the song was one-armed scissor and i was like this is amazing this is so cool and another one was weezer and it was it would have been buddy holly i guess it was either buddy holly or that one where they're in like the the desert with the lions but i'm pretty sure it was buddy holly So I remember seeing this and um, I had sort of listened to Weezer a little bit, but I knew that this was one of their favorite bands and this was their London show. And I had it in my head somewhere that, you know, maybe, you know, maybe they'll be there. Maybe they'll be there to watch it because, you know, they're obviously really big fans and, you know, they said it on MTV, so it must be true. So in the back of my head, I sort of had this thing and the gig finished, gig was great. And as we were walking out to go and see my friend, I swear to you, Chris and Don, the bass player and the drummer from Muse, walked straight past me and I was like, completely like, the wind was just taken out of me. It was, I was, yeah, I was, I still feel a little bit like I did that, just a little bit speechless and completely in awe. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I was with my friend Sharice, the other drummer, uh, and... I was like, Shree, 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 That that was, that was dumb, that was dumb, and, and that was Chris from Muse. And she was like, What? No, no, was it? Was it? And I was like, Yeah, 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 yeah. And for whatever reason, I, I'm i quite shy, but occasionally I have these moments of um, really not caring. So I was like, Right, like i rat right up a drain pipe, straight over excuse me, excuse me, um, hi, um, so are you, are you Dom and Chris from Muse? And they were like, oh yeah, yeah, how you doing? And obviously I was like 14, this sort of like gangly, geeky, gawky sort of girl. And uh, and they were like, oh yeah, how you doing? And I was like, oh, we're like a massive fan. And like, so Sharice had caught up with me by this point and uh, my mum was there as well. She had taken us to this show and um, me and Sharice were just absolutely just chatting at poor Dom who was probably just like what in the world is going on why am I being accosted by these two 14 year olds um, and blessed bass player, Chris kind of was just standing by, like sort of watching it all happen. And my mum got chatting to him, which I'll tell you about in a minute, which was hilarious. Anyway, so we, we chatted to Tom for a little bit. He was so sweet. He was so lovely. And, and we were trying to explain like how big of fans we were and we wanted to be professional drummers and we loved his playing and his band and all this stuff. And it was lovely. And then we got a picture taken, which I probably should and will put up somewhere. Um, and then, um... Yeah, and we sort of walked away, and I was so—I sort of, mean, melodramatic fourteen-year-old. If I died today, I would be so happy. I'm the happiest person on the planet. Um, yeah. So, it, but what was the most hilarious thing was, my mum said, "Oh, they were such lovely boys." Now, bear in mind, they uh, so my parents actually introduced me to Muse, and I'd listened to them for ages absolutely love them since their first album which by the way i still love i think it's one of their best pieces of work showbiz if you haven't heard that album go check that out that's amazing and she said, oh, yeah, I didn't realise that they were from you. So I was busy chatting to him. I thought you knew him from school. I thought you went to school with him. So um, I was just sort of chatting. Oh, so you know each other from Brumfield, do you? And he was like, oh, no, actually, we're in a band. He was so sweet. I can just imagine this conversation. Like, my mum loves to chat. And she's so lovely. But, yeah, she just didn't clock on, which is totally fine. But he was like, oh, no, actually, we're in this band. Um." And uh, yeah, we've just been doing some touring. He was obviously really playing it down. But once he mentioned the name of the band, she was like, oh, we listen to you all the time. Just what you want, really. A sort of at the time, probably 50 something year old woman saying that she is like your, your biggest fan. Her and, you know, her 14 year old daughter and her friend. But anyway yeah I don't know why I went off on that tangent oh tour buses yeah so that was a random that was that was the same day that I first went on a tour bus <laughs> so let me talk you through exactly what tour bus touring is like so let's say you're touring in the states because that's when I've done the most uh, touring on a bus uh, I've done some stuff in Europe and some stuff in the UK but the UK is kind of too small for buses, generally. I find because the drives are so short that you can kind of do most of them in splitters, unless you're, you know, batting between Cornwall and Glasgow every night. Um, so, yeah, and Europe, Europe's fun on a tour bus. Actually, it's a really nice way to see a lot of the the countries, the different countries. Um, so yeah, so you land at wherever and get taken to your tour bus. Now, let's talk about packing first because this is really important. I will have a regular case like anyone else would, you know, big old case, especially if it's a longer tour. Although, um, if you're touring for longer than two weeks, do not bring like that amount of clothes. So if you're out on the road for six weeks, don't bring six weeks worth of clothes. It's impossible, it's silly and just, I'd say bring two weeks worth of clothes and then sort out doing washing on times like your day off. Uh, So find a laundromat locally, go and do it there. Either that, or if you have a really nice tour manager like we do, uh, he puts on fluff and fold. That's generally because the schedule is so intense and we don't really have days off. But what that means is you'll have your washing in a bag, give it into production in the morning with uh, an envelope with some cash in it, send it off, and then they'll wash it, they'll dry it, they'll sometimes iron it as well and uh, send it back to you and it'd be back to you sort of late afternoon or mid-afternoon um yeah so only pack for sort of two weeks the other thing that is a really good thing to have if not an essential in fact it is an essential is uh, a bus bag and what that means is a smaller bag um, and by smaller I mean kind of like the size of a small rucksack say not one of those massive hiking ones but maybe like a laptop sized uh rucksack is a good size and this will be what you have on the bus with you uh when you're traveling and it's kind of the stuff that you need day to day um things like A toothbrush and toothpaste and let's say face cream or medication perfect if you need medication have this on the bus that's because your big case will never be on the bus with you whilst you're traveling it will be under the bus the only time that you can get to it is when you're stopped and you get to you know haul out your case whilst you're in your pajamas in the middle of the street open it up and so the whole world can see your underwear it certainly is a glamorous lifestyle I must say So yeah, have a bus bag and then in there have things like toothbrush, uh, medication. I have uh, a change of clothes for the mornings. I have baby wipes, very, very useful baby wipes because you're inevitably going to be waking up a little bit stinky sometimes and it's good just to have a little kind of bird bath with a baby wipe, I guess. Um, Another good thing to have is uh, for... Girls especially, like dry shampoo is quite a nice thing to have um, just to freshen up your hair. Uh, Although be careful about spraying in, uh, like spraying any kind of aerosol in the bus, especially in the sleeping area, because it's gross. And it like, it can get really get down people's throat. I tour with one particular band and one of the guys just does not, we tell him every tour do not spray your your deodorant in the bunk area because it's just, nobody, it's such a confined space. It's horrible. Um, that's another thing that's good uh, to have in your bag, by the way, is deodorant. That's another really good one. Um, what else? Uh, maybe some pajamas, although I generally keep them in my bunk, so you don't really need them in there. Uh, and then like laptop um, or iPad, things like that. Also, a charger with a what I do is whatever country we're going to, I'll buy like a USB uh, plug so that then I can just bring my cables on and have the plug from that country rather than faffing around with adapters and all sorts. Just you know, it will cost you like the equivalent of a fiver or like you know, like five dollars or five quid um, to just get the right uh, plug. So it's, it's not a huge expense, especially if you have, uh, pediums every day, which will help. Uh, pediums are a daily amount that you are given in cash for sort of everyday expenses that might be for like food, breakfasts. Although sometimes you get a buyout in the evening, which is extra cash if there's not catering put on. Um, but yeah, pediums are things for like I don't know if you run out of shampoo, you can use your pediums. It's like. Uh, and they're called PDs. Don't call them PD, uh, diems is, is a bit too, uh, formal PDs. So PDs are a very good thing. Um, and if you get given your PDs all at once, which I have many a time, don't spend them all at once because at the end of the tour, you'll be there sort of going, Oh guys, has anyone got any money that they can lend me? And don't be that person. Nobody likes that person. So yeah, that's getting off the plane and packing, I suppose. So when you get on the bus, uh, you will, first of all, the bus will have, if it's an older bus, it will just have a lock to lock the door. If it's a newer bus, and by newer I mean like in the last 15 years, probably, uh, it'll have a keypad to uh, lock and unlock the bus. So make sure you get the code because that can lead to a really annoying situation where you're in a rush and you're trying to get off the bus and then you can't find anyone who knows the code. I'm sure your very capable tour manager will sort of whatsapp you the the code or whatever is the relevant messaging system that works for your tour and when you first step on the bus you'll go up the stairs and then there will be the driver's kind of area right in front of you so obviously this is just where he drives and or she drives i said this on another thing i've never met a female tour bus driver if there are any listening please come and say hello i'd like to meet you um because yeah it hasn't happened yet and i would like it to um yeah so uh and then you'll so you'll get on the bus there's the driver hello mr driver nice to meet you make sure you introduce yourself to the driver be super nice if they ever need anything you get it for them uh you offer drinks you offer anything to make their life easier because they have the most crazy schedule It's literally completely the reverse of yours uh, which also means during the day they're sleeping now sometimes they'll be in a hotel they'll just get sort of carted off uh, to a hotel um and then they'll come back after the show and drive you onto your next destination but sometimes they sleep on the bus and um this will be either in their own compartment which is within their driver's what do you call that cabin i guess driver's cabin i want to say caddy but it doesn't sound right cabin let's say driver's cabin there will sometimes be a bed in that area. Sometimes they'll actually just sleep in the bunk section. So if you're on the bus during the day, be quiet. Don't be screaming. Don't be, you know, watching a film. Like, don't do that. They're sleeping, they need their rest. They're driving you, you wanna be safe. So be super considerate. They are just as important as everyone else on the bus. So please be respectful of them and of that. And um, this is something that I forgot to say in my other videos. Anyone that has watched the YouTube or Instagram or Facebook version of this uh, or read the blog, I forgot to put this in. I am a terrible person for not putting this in. And um, it's like, I'm genuinely a little bit ashamed of myself because I can't believe that I didn't stress the importance of the bus driver and them getting their sleep. So I'm doing it now in a grand way. Just be aware that they will be sleeping during the day. So, and be courteous of that. Um, Unless you know you want your bus to crash of course. (laughs) So anyway, I've taken a lot of time just on the driver's like area. So then you turn left and bear in mind I'm I'm working with an American bus here because it's been a while since I've been on a European bus so I will probably get the details wrong so let's just stick with an American bus for now although the European one is pretty much the same but it's over two levels and the layout is slightly different but the basics are all there so you'll turn left and then this will be your lounge area and this is generally where everyone will hang out after the show and it's yeah, when you're traveling and it's kind of like the more loud lounge I guess not to say that it's necessarily going to be absolutely mental and you know crazy shouting all the time I mean it might be some tours are it depends on the people more than the actual bus but yeah, so this will be where you're hanging out the most, I say. And part of this lounge is there's a little kitchenette as well, which will have a sink and probably like a microwave. It'll have a fridge freezer, um, a kettle, a coffee machine, things like that. Sort of everyday conveniences. And that that's a really um, good thing because if you're sort of a bit peckish, you can, I don't know, like buy some porridge one of the days and, you know, just shove that on in the microwave. I used to, when I used to tour when I was younger, I used to have porridge every day and um, just stick it in the microwave it was a really good way to start the day now i'm um, i'm not having breakfast that much these days so yeah it's kind of a moot point but um, other band members and crew members will buy like uh, frozen, like what is essentially an egg McMuffin type thing. Or like, you know, those croissants with uh, cheese and ham in, they'll buy frozen versions of that, shove them in the freezer. And then if anyone's hungry, they'll just take one of those out, stick it in the microwave. And at least their hunger is satisfied, even though they're pretty gross. But you know what? Sometimes you want something gross and sometimes that's okay. Um, yeah so that's kind of the kitchen and lounge area also in the lounge you'll have uh, a tv maybe two depending on the configuration Um, maybe a playstation uh, some films they usually have like hard drive as well which will have like hundreds of films on so there'll always be something that you can find to watch which is it it can be good and quite a nice bonding thing where everyone's just sitting and watching a film Um, if your bus driver's gone off to a hotel during the day as well I remember we used to do like we used to have daily cinema sort of dates and we'd all sort of meet up at I, oh god I really can't remember what time it would have been maybe like three or something after soundcheck and we'd all just sit and watch a film and hang out and chill and you know get ready for the show and it was always really nice so um, it's a really nice communal space um and then uh like across the galley from the kitchenette bit will be the toilet now anyone that's read or listened or watched anything that I've done to do with tour buses will know the number one rule and I'm saying this because we've gotten onto the toilet situation which is do not do a number two on the bus and yes it's gross and the poor driver has to deal with everything that goes into that toilet and um anything solid will block it up and will have to involve them sort of shoving their hand down there to unblock it. It's gross. Plus, it's going to stink up the bus. You will never, ever, ever get rid of that smell until it's gone back to, to have a proper, you know, Antiseptic clean, and that's just not going to happen whilst you're on the road. So yeah, don't no no number twos on the bus. Also, no solids down the toilet. So like no sanitary products, no toilet paper even. There will be a little bin uh, in the toilet, and you just put everything in there, and that'll get emptied daily. And it can get a little bit smelly, but if it does, then empty it yourself, and you know just take some initiative and and be like a normal person would in their own house. Um, just with a slightly different setup, I guess. Now, if you do catch yourself uh, needing a number two, um, but obviously you're on the bus and you know you're not gonna be stopping for the next 24 hours or something mad like that, uh, then there are a couple of options that you have. Obviously, the most obvious one is asking the driver, A, are we having a scheduled, um, like, gas stop, gas station stop? Or, If not, if it's like, no, actually, we're not stopping for the next six hours, it's like, okay, could we, would you mind if we stopped, I really need the loo, which, I mean, unless you're on like the super most tight schedule, maybe you're running late or whatever, they generally probably will uh, stop, and if they don't, out of spite, then maybe you should be a bit nicer to the bus driver, And yeah, so if, if um, that's not an option, then the, the third and uh, the more extreme option is to get hold of a plastic bag. Make sure you have plastic bags on the buses, by the way. Save them. If you go Walmart or whatever, just save them. In fact, I think Walmart might be paper bags. Anyway, just save any plastic bags. And what you do is get hold of two of them, like double bag it, line the rim of the toilet with the bag, do your business, clean yourself up, put it all in a bag, tie it up super, super, super tight, and then put it in the trash chute, which it will be in the kitchen or around that area, basically. And then just, um, you know, let the bus driver know not to be surprised that that is in there. So like just to be careful um, and or actually when you stop, you can empty the trash chute Actually, that's probably a better idea. If if the driver's okay with that, uh, with you doing that, of course, um, and just dispose of it as soon as you stop, as soon as you can, so that it doesn't start emanating. But yeah, like I said, I've I've actually never had to do this, um, but I'm I can get quite nervous if I think that I don't have an option, and I'm I'm a hypochondriac basically, and yeah it. <sighs> terrible but knowing that I have an option makes it okay for me so I think it's good to know that you do have an option it's not an ideal option it's not one that I've ever had to use but I've been with people who have had to use it and it works fine it works perfectly I mean you know you're still in a toilet doing it it's not like you're doing it in front of everyone or anything like that but and the other thing is like you're on a bus with these people there's going to be stuff that you know about people by the end of a tour that you never wanted to know let's be honest. And um, this just might be another one of those things. So try and embrace it. It's um, it's pretty gross. But hey, it's life. It's body. Get over it. Okay, let's move on from that lovely subject. Sorry if you're sort of just eating your breakfast or something like that. Um, So let's move on to the bunks. Now, I don't know about anyone else. But I sleep so well on buses. Like, better than at home. There's something about the movement of a bus that just sends me right off and just relaxes me. I just absolutely love it. I hate it when we don't have long drives overnight because I wake up the second that we stop. I'm not saying that I stay awake because I'm, I'm tired most of the time in life, let alone on tour when you've got these mad schedules and you don't know where you're at. So I I will pretty much sleep at any point um, at any time, which reminds me another really nice thing to do if you can. And if it doesn't mess up your body clock too much, naps in the afternoon. Oh what a lovely treat that's a proper tour bus thing um especially on the last couple of tours that I've done so most people <laughs> including myself when I can although if I wake up after a nap sometimes I feel really groggy and it will take me a good couple of hours to come around but a lot of uh, the guys and like I say myself sometimes if I'm really tired what we do is we'd have sound check and then we'd um depending on when the sound check ended but let's say whatever we did in that time between soundcheck and dinner, we then go for dinner. And then after that, everyone would go and have like an hour's kip. (laughs) It's like, it's basically being like a toddler in a nursery. It's like, right everyone, nap time. And uh, yeah, and then you go and have a nap, get up, get ready for the show, go do the show. Aces, go and have a drink, and then go to bed again. It was just yeah, so good. But you know, it's, it's partly necessity because, like I say, people get so tired. Like it's just you sleep when you can. Um, but yeah, let's talk about more about. Let's talk more about the bunks. So there will be depending on the size of the bus. Generally, the average amount of bunks that I've toured with, although I know there's many different configurations, is twelve bunks. So there will be. Um, six on each side, which are laid out as three with another three next to it. And then the same, but the opposite side of the galley, very simple, um, where you want to sleep, uh, in terms of bottom, middle or top, I think depends on the kind of a, the kind of sleeper you are and be the kind of person privacy. And, you know, in fact, I think it's literally just the kind of sleeper you are. So I'll give you an example. I love sleeping on the bottom bunk. So the reason for this is I... I like the way it feels it's close to the ground obviously that's pretty obvious and it means that there's less movement which I didn't realize until I tried getting up into one of the higher bunks and it it sways quite a lot up there which is fine if you're not bothered by it which actually I'm not bothered by it but the reason that I like the bottom bunk is that I have this fear that I'm going to roll out of my bunk so I'd rather roll out of it and onto the floor as opposed to falling onto the floor and yeah I, I um yeah, I like a bottom bunk. There's there's problems with bottom bunks, of course. It's like any bunk. Um, there's actually usually a well, even if there isn't, you generally have shoes next to your face when you're sleeping on the floor, on the bottom bunk, because people just take off their shoes before they go to bed and then they jump into their bunk. So if you have any stinky footed people, it can be a bit of a distraction from your sleep if it's really that pungent. But you know what, if it is, stick the shoes in the back lounge or get hold of some bicarbonate soda or, chuck their shoes away (laughs) but yeah so um bottom bunk is a good thing uh it's I've heard some funny stories about people sleeping in bottom bunks there's a particular drummer who I saw actually a couple of weeks ago and he once rolled out of his bottom bunk and straight into the one that was across the way from his and ended up in I think it was the monitor engineer's bunk giving him a cuddle so that was nice but imagine if that was on a top bunk that wouldn't have that wouldn't have been fun so yeah that's kind of I think that's kind of the the bottom bunk thing um also sometimes you'll have people's feet coming into your bunk when they're climbing up to theirs um although that's not that much of a problem it's more the middle bunk so I'll talk about them well no actually I'm going to talk about the top bunk because the middle bunk is kind of just like halfway between the two um the only difference is that you will you will have feet coming into your bunk for the people trying to get to their top bunk so top bunk is good for people that sleep quite soundly and don't move that much so that's yeah if you're that kind of sleeper it's probably that's a good one for you um also people that don't like having people's feet in their faces and they like a bit more privacy or privacy depending on how you're saying it I don't know why I said it like that and also it's good if you want to have a little spy and see who's coming to bed because you're kind of overlooking the whole thing I mean your bunk will be above head level unless you're touring with like literal giants who are like seven foot tall in which case you might be meeting at eye level with some of them but yeah you can kind of like oversee the situation which is yeah a lot of people I know really like the top bunk it's it's too high for me and climbing up I mean I feel like you have to be a bit of an acrobat and climbing down I mean it's just quite terrifying but that's maybe that's me if you're afraid of heights I wouldn't go for the top bunk if you roll around when you sleep I definitely wouldn't go for the top bunk like I said people have been known to fall out of bunks and uh, injure themselves and stuff like that. So yeah, although I think a lot of the time that I've heard those stories, it's mainly because of drink. It's not because of, uh, just general sleeping habits. So yeah, it's not like people fall out every night or anything like that. That would be, that would be awful. Um, and then the middle bunk is kind of a halfway house between the two. So, um, as I say, the top bunk's really sway, the bottom one's really solid. So it's kind of like this happy medium in between I suppose if you fall out of a middle bunk it's not gonna hurt that much it's not that high um you're not gonna have anyone rolling into your bunk for a cuddle and yeah oh another downside from the bottom bunk which again I've only heard about and it's almost like urban legend but I have heard of people not realizing where they are during the night and um going to have a wee and ending up Weighing on the floor and sometimes into people's bunks so pretty gross stuff but as I said I, I feel like that's urban legend and people just uh you know people love to play up stuff don't they um and that's okay it makes it fun so once you've gone into the bunks oh no I should talk more about the bunks um so in your actual bunk when you get in there you will have a pillow and some bedding. So don't worry about bringing your own duvet and stuff. Like, you won't need that. You won't need that. It'll all be there. It'll all be clean. Well, you'd hope it'd be clean. Um, and a mattress. Um, also in there, you should have uh, some sort of PowerPoint. If you're in a newer bus, you might even have USB ports. I've, I have think I've only ever been in one bus where it hasn't... There hasn't been any power in the bunk. And that was kind of freaky. Um, if it was an older bus, sometimes they, they had... Um, the cigarette lighter things so if you have a cigarette lighter adapter with a usb on it or whatever or a plug on it just in case i mean i haven't seen a bus like that for ages also sometimes they're really awkward and the power is at the bottom of the bunk so like the at your feet end so make sure you have a really long usb cable just in case you know if you want to be on your phone whilst you're in there or on your ipad and it be charging which um, yeah I would highly suggest doing that basically Uh, and oh that brings me to another point when you sleep in your bunk make sure your feet are towards the driver because should the worst happen um, at least you would break your legs as opposed to your skull. Although someone was really uh, playing devil's advocate with me the other day and said, oh, what if you get rear-ended? I'm like, oh, crying out loud. All right, yes, if you get rear-ended, then you're in the wrong position. But I'm pretty certain that it's more likely that if something bad like that does happen, it's probably going to be the damage will be at the front. So make sure your feet are facing the direction of travel. That is, that is like... In fact, that should be number one rule because at least with doing a number two on the bus, yes, it's horrible and awful, but at least no one dies. Um, But this, that's you know, the feet to the direction of travel. That's a potentially fatal error. So um, yeah, make sure you do that. Um, The other thing is when you're on the bus. I was talking about the bus bag. So the reason you want it to be quite small, kind of a rucksack size. Uh, bag is because sometimes if you've got a full bus then you're gonna have to put that into your bunk and I don't know I don't actually know the length of a bunk I feel like it's six feet and the reason I say that is because my feet never touch the bottom unless I really kind of like stretch with my arms out not with my head right against the headboard but um yes I reckon it's six foot because I I tour with uh, a front of house engineer who is I want to say he's like six foot four, and I think that he struggles with bunks. He's always having to sleep with his legs bent, which is not ideal, but um he, he makes it work, so that's fine. Um so yeah, you need to be able to fit a bag in there that you can maybe lay your feet on or maybe put your feet under. In fact, I really like putting my feet under it. It reminds me of when I was younger, um, I grew up with cats, I love cats and uh when they used to lie on my legs it always used to make me feel really comforted so it reminds me of that which i know is really random but it's true and so yeah so make sure that your bag can kind of fit in your bunk don't make it be some big thing because it's it's gonna that's not gonna end well for you if you're lucky and you don't have a completely full bus there probably will be a bunk or two spare and this will these will be called junk bunks that means that rather than having your bag in your bunk you can have it in the junk bunk um, and just give yourself a bit more space in your own space yeah but I wouldn't rely on that just in case because the other thing is sometimes people like to have visitors on the bus and oh yeah just come on the bus come stay with us for a few days and then that junk bunk's gone and um yeah that's happened a few times to us and it's like oh especially if it's the artist that is inviting them on it's like well you can't really do anything because at the end of the day they're paying for this bus and they're paying for us to be here so let's just deal with it and move on um yeah so so yeah I think that covers bunks. I'm pretty certain. I'm sure I've forgotten something. Someone will tell me, oh, what about that? And I'll go, oh gosh, yeah, I forgot that as well. Um, Yeah, so let's move on anyway. So once you go through the bunk section, the sleeping area, you will end up in the back lounge. Now the back lounge will be a lot smaller than the front one. And this is more generally on the tours that I've been on. This is more of like a chill out lounge. So if people want to have a more quiet kind of time they'll go up there a lot of people will be up the back there working or listening to music Um, there's one artist that I work with who meditates in there every day and chants and stuff so yeah this is a it's usually a lot more of a chilled kind of environment also if you are a full bus you're going to have to utilize both lounges because it's almost impossible fitting 12 grown humans in the front lounge and although we've done it many a time, it is not necessarily comfortable. So, yeah, make sure you sort of utilize that back lounge as well. Oh, that's the other thing. So some people, for some reason, I don't know why, and they can be artists and they can be band members. Um, they seem to feel that they can commandeer the back lounge as their own bedroom. Um, don't do that that's not cool the whole bus is a communal area aside from your bunk which is yours and you can do with what you want then um yeah just don't don't do that it's really really not cool um like people there's there's there will usually be like a cupboard up the back and maybe some drawers i i I've, I've known people that put their underwear in those drawers and it's like since when is this your personal bedroom that's not that's not the the done thing at all like even slightly where did you get that from In saying that, some other uh, um, buses have the back lounge converted into a bedroom, like an artist-style bedroom, I think they call it. And, like, they will have a double bed in there. Like, it's really, actually, it's quite cool. So, fair enough. If that's your configuration, that's fine. You use that as your bedroom because that literally is your bedroom. Um, Oh, that reminds me. uh, I knew I'd forgotten a bunk thing. Um, So, your driver will, uh, I think, well ask your driver, I can't remember and I'm sure it's different for everyone, but usually like maybe once a week they'll wash your bedding um, and I'm sure they'll tell you what day that is. When that day comes, make sure your bunk is completely clear of all your stuff because uh, otherwise they just won't bother because it's just too much hassle so just um yeah just make sure your bunk's clear and then they can literally strip your bed shove it in a washing machine and then you'll have fresh bedding the next night um and it's yeah it's really nice so yeah I think that's 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 the bus. I think that's everything. Um, I'm trying to think of any other little tips. Oh, if you're getting off off the bus, make sure it's locked when you leave because yes, there are crazy fans that will try and get on your bus. I have opened the door to random people on the bus, and at the end of the day, that's your home. You have valuables on there. You do not need random people snooping around. In saying that, I must remember the first story that I told you, and I guess I was one of those people snooping around, but. Uh, yeah make sure you lock the bus make sure you lock the bays underneath where all the bags are um, anything else mm, no I think that's kind of it I think the rest of it you will kind of um, work out as you go along and but that's a really good starting point at least you know roughly what to expect if you haven't been on a tour bus before um, and yeah I I've, I can't think of anything but anyway if I do, I'm sure I'll put out some other bit of content somewhere else. But I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, if you wanna see more about this topic, slightly different uh, sort of way of approaching it with slightly more animation, because uh, yes, I've done a video version of this, um, there's one on YouTube, there's a slightly different version on Facebook or Instagram TV, so just come follow me on whatever platform you enjoy using. If you just search for my name, Emily Dolan Davis, or go to at Emily Drums on most things, you will find me lurking around, chatting some rubbish. Um, also, I have a, a, an Alexa flash briefing um, that I've created, which uh, gives some little daily tidbits and wisdom and advice that i've received over the years which hopefully will help you and inspire you too so um feel free to install that um and listen to my voice every morning i bet you just i bet that that is just your absolute dream right now to hear this same voice every morning yeah wonderful (laughs) um i also have a written blog as well if you just go to a drummer's guide com, you can find all the various things that i've put out there um, on this subject and others and also if you have any questions yourself about this subject or something else that you'd like me to cover please send a message through the website or send me an email at info at drummersguide 2com and yeah, I hope you guys are having a nice day. Oh, I'm doing a lot of uh, live streaming kind of answering questions too on Instagram and Snapchat. So if you happen to enjoy either of those, come join me on there, ask me some questions. I'm doing them sort of as video responses because I think it's much more fun and much more interactive. So um yeah, come join me on there and yeah, hope you're good. Hope you're having a nice day and I will speak to you again no doubt soon and I think the next episode is about having to make difficult decisions um, when you know you you meet a crossroads in your career or life I guess um, and how to make the right decision but more than that how to make the decision the right decision so yeah hope to catch you on there on that subject and hear your thoughts and hopefully I can sort of impart some sort of wisdom either that or just ramble at you for another 41 minutes like I have today but yeah I hope you're well and I will speak to you guys soon okay see you later bye